Escape of Cthulhu presents The Call of Cthulhu Campaign Children of Fear by Lynn Hardy Somebody want to give us a recap and remind us of last week's excitement? Oh, there was a lot of travel. We traveled to some place and Tomdo and um we were looking for um the the valley of the white apes and we visited some monasteries and we finally we found a guide um after you know Tenzin was so holy that uh they agreed to take us and uh <laughs> Some of you know where this is going. <laughs> I, um, we um we got to the valley and we were um we were surrounded by white apes and um Mr. Lockhart gave them the one of them the bulls and they took off and then we were attacked so <clears throat> Mr. Reppin uh, knowing that we had been led here as a trap, shot Tenzin, and then shot a bunch of the apes, who were not apes, as it turns out. They are strange insect creatures. Cockroaches. Um, yeah. Mr. Lockhart was able to uh, recover the bulls, and unfortunately, Tenzin was not dead. Um <laughs> We, we journeyed on to a waterfall that uh, some of us had seen in a, a vision. Um, and so we traveled below the wa- behind the waterfall and through this path where we're traveling through the dark. Um, and we emerged into a valley with, I think, purple skies. It says dark, but I thought the sky was purple. And there's thunder, and the bowls ring. And, um, yeah, Tenzin says something mysterious and totally suspect, like, we must hurry, the gates are closing. Yeah, he's totally led us to a trap. <laughs> I do I do like you left out the apparent... Uh... Healing of Reppin by Tenzin. Uh, he said something like, Mr. Reppin, haven't we been together long enough? I'm just out that long enough that I don't trust you. <laughs> uh, so, yes, purple skies and green lightning. And green lightning. Cool. The green lightning it is exciting. Um, <clears throat> so, yes, you are in uh, a valley. Um, I think the one point of detail that Mr. Reppin did leave out was it looks very much like the valley that was on uh, the print that you delivered to the uh, Doschen Monastery. Uh, Hit a small valley ringed with steep mountains, heart-shaped lake on the in the valley. Yes, the sky is kind of an ugly, stormy purple, crashing with green lightning and thunder rolling through the valley. Um, Let us retcon one thing, however, from 
the last session uh, because I forgot in <clears throat> both Miss Chiang and Dr. Lockhart, who would have been the most interested in such thing because they're the one who asked for it to begin with, uh, failed to uh, question as to where it was. Um, so you may or may not remember that <clears throat> the ritual that you obtained from the printing house uh, was written in a uh, very old form of Tibet, uh, Tibet of Tibetan uh, that I think it was Dr. Lockhart took a look at and was able to get kind of a general idea of, but wasn't able to fully understand. Uh, and Tenzin said that he was going to provide a translation for you, uh, and he did. Yes. And this may be important enough that someone might want to read it out, although it is kind of long. Holy cow, I'll start. I'll read first, and then we can go around the circle. To close the gate, first, the ground must be cleansed and purified with smoke and fire to remove all obstruction, both material and spiritual. It should be remembered that the scent of fir and juniper is most pleasing to the gods. And as the goddess has three attendants, let there be three fires arranged as a triangle, as if there was any other way to arrange three things. Sorry. Um. Somebody else. Second. Once the land is ready, the Kiyakor must be inscribed with the consecrated space by the Holy Staff. Third, those who are to participate in the ritual must then arrange themselves outside the Shinga and drink deep of the five nectars and eat of the five meats so that their senses are truly fee free to call upon the goddess and her consorts. Fourth. Fourth, those... Oh. No, go ahead. Uh, okay. Those who are, who are blessed to summon the spirits um, must play their instruments whilst one chosen to lead the sacrifice proclaims the mantra that will draw down the goddess and her attendants. With eyes half closed, the supplicants build the image of what is to come in their minds, willing it to into being with each breath and thought. Fifth, when the mantra ends and the instruments have fallen silent, the one chosen by the goddess to be her avatar must envisage leading the sacrifice to the center of the kilkor and laying him on his back with his head towards the east. The sacrifice must be willing. His gift will be of no use if he does not gladly offer himself up. The chosen one must imagine drawing the five sacred seed syllables, om, rin, hum, drang, and ah, onto the offerings crowned, his tongue, his heart, his secret place and the soul <laughs> and the soles of his feet with mustard paste. Ouch. Mustard paste so oh, that secret place. Mustard paste so that his spirit will reincarnate in the realm of the gods in recognition of the purity of his selfless act. Sixth, taking the blade of the Dakinis 
the avatar must then picture themselves slashing open the sacrifice's belly and pulling out his entrails, which they and their companions should use to bind him in a kneeling position, face towards the east. After the offering is bound, the petitioners will call into being the goddess's attendants, three spirits, each hungry and watchful. Seventh, now the avatar must assume the goddess form and, seizing the victim by his hair, imagine slicing off his head with one clean stroke. All should now see the indestructible drop, no more than the size of a mustard seed, red below, white above, the sacrifice's most precious gift, rise from his severed throat and float towards the three guardians. They cannot make use of its power yet, though, for first these Guests must feast. Eighth, the goddess incarnate and her supporters must now visualize tossing the victim's head to one side, but still within the bounds of the kickjaw or the ritual fail, then separating his body into blood, bone, flesh, and organs, placed in the seven sacred bowls that sing without voice. These bowls overflowing with the four poisons of desire, anger, ignorance, pride, and jealousy are now ready to present to the spirits for their sustenance. The Avatar and her supporters must picture the spirits descending on the bulls like vultures at a sky burial, gorging themselves until sated on this, the sacrifice's last gift, so that they and he may be purified. Sanctified, the guardians may now be seen to approach the indestructible drop, whose power is the key to close the gate. Wow. So when it says visualize all these things, does that mean we're supposed to not actually do them, just think about doing them? Well, Tenzin said before he was going to be the ritual sacrifice. Oh, yeah. But yeah, uh, it was the intention that mattered uh, and not the act somehow yes. or something like that. Yeah, it sounds like that. Close the gates. But why are we hurrying if the gate's closing already? Uh, it's not closing. Mr. Reppin misspoke or perhaps intentionally uh, <clears throat> misquoted. I just uh. read what was on the page. <laughs> <laughs> we well, must believe the gates are closing. <laughs> as a player, I got to tell you, this is some dangerous shit, but I want to do it. Probably want to do it. All right then. Oh, the gates are opening. (laughs) That's a big difference. (laughs) What's that? Uh, The notes has been changed to now. The gates are opening. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit of a difference there. All right. Uh, Okay. The beach. Yes. So Tenzin would lead, would uh, lead, Tenzin kind of, you know, with a bit more hurry in his step than perhaps you have seen before, makes his way from the cave mouth down to the uh, edge of the lake, kind of looks around. Yes, my friends, we, we must hurry, we must hurry. Uh, and he takes his staff and he draws a large triangle in the sand. One of the sides of the triangle parallel to the water and then 
know how triangles work from there. <laughs> uh, there is a, a slight rain falling. It's not pouring down or just kind of a slight drizzle. Uh, please, my friends, we must build the fires. Uh, one at each point. Use the driftwood. That, that should be sufficient. Run and get it. Do we need to, uh, Master, do we need to set a fire in the middle with the juniper? Uh, no, we will use <clears throat> we will use the juniper and the fur on the fires at the corners. The smoke will purify the the space. Got it. We'll brush the sand with the with the juniper in the fur. Come on, honey. And I'll grab some driftwood. Oh uh, yeah, I can help uh, gather some wood. Yeah, I'll Even be helping. If honey as well. does not want to. Yeah, no, no. She'll definitely be helping out. Uh, there is no shortage of driftwood. You can very quickly you can gather enough to <clears throat> make some pretty decent sized fires at uh, each of the points of the triangles. Um, as you go to uh, light the fire, as you go to light each of the fires, uh, they catch very quickly and very easily, uh, despite the the rain. There's the raindrops kind of hit the fire that the rain kind of pops and sizzles a little bit but the fires very quickly catch and start burning plumes of smoke swirling up into the sky as the light green lightning continues to light up the sky periodically Mr. Lockhart, uh, the bulls, if you will. Ah, yes. Get them out of the bag that I have put them in. Pass them over. <laughs> uh, he takes them from you one at a time. And uh, kind of leans over each bull individually. <clears throat> and kind of and mutters a little prayer over it and then hands the bowl uh, to one of you and he does this for all seven bowls so that eventually uh, all six of you are holding a bowl <clears throat> and then he has the seventh as well uh, come uh, fill your bowl with water and, and warm it on the fire and he takes his bowl and he dips it into the lake filling it part way and then sets it uh, into one of the fires. Sounds fine. Yeah, I'll do likewise. Yeah, yeah. Now watch yourselves, be careful. It is not time to enter the space yet. Do not set foot inside the triangle. triangle. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Sure to do. We stay out until those of us who must enter feel it is our time to enter. <clears throat> Assuming that you all fill your bowls with water and put them in, a, put them onto the fire. 
one of the fires. Uh, he takes out a little pouch of tea and sprinkles some tea leaves into each of them. Rachel, if you're madly telling us you're not doing this, you're muted. <laughs> Mr. Ruppin thought about that, but none of this keeps him from having one hand on his pistol, so. <laughs> <clears throat> and keeping a close eye on the horizon for bugs or apes or both. Caution does you credit, Mr. Um, he then kind of as the uh, with the the water in each bowl starts boiling fairly quickly and he then takes uh, takes a bowl and takes kind of each one in turn uh, comes up to each you know comes up to each of you as you take a sip of the tea uh, takes the um, uh, beads that he wears <coughs> and uh, touches each of you on your forehead your throat and your heart and then takes out his uh, the milong the obsidian mirror and holds it up in front of you for a moment. Excellent. We are we are nearly ready. Good. Takes the uh, the bowl the bowls and puts them down in the sand. If it is important that you give yourselves up to the ritual truly and completely. Will feel, it should feel, it will feel as though you are truly slicing my flesh. Remember, it is the intention. You must have the intention, the focus. None of it is real. None of it will be real. All the items that we have gathered are merely tools to help us focus our energy so that we may visualize what must be done. Well, we'll see whether what we feel is what we could not avoid thinking is real. A question for the group. Uh, normally, I would have said that uh, Miss Chiang is probably the best artist among us. But Miss Chiang is kind of quiet this evening. <laughs> She's in rapture. She's modest about her talents. Yes. Uh, so, would someone else want to take her place as the artist, or uh, should we just? Um, the artist is to draw the uh, to use the sacred staff to draw the uh, the shape. Correct. Kilkor. I got nothing in art. 
I have That's history and approach. <laughs> well, like photography and writing are not very good. Um, well, then we'll go. How about we'll go for decks instead of art? So, uh, <clears throat> uh, Tenzin will look at you, Mr. Reppin. Ah, yes. <laughs> and, and hold his staff out to you. Speaking of participating with sincerity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can visualize some things better than others. Yeah, I was going to say, you might not struggle with some of the visualization part. Mr. <laughs> Reppin? Of course. Use this. Reproduce what, you, reproduce what was on the paper. The image. As close right. as you can. I will begin to draw, and that is a hard success. You produce an excellent representation. Perfect. Very nearly perfect, anyway. Um, <clears throat> Tenzin then uh, reaches into his pouch again, uh, or into his bag, and brings out uh, a small pouch and opens it, takes out uh, some pills, some capsules, which you saw previously, and hands one to each of you. Uh, they're kind of they're kind of <clears throat> generally capsule shaped. Uh, they're about an inch long and a quarter inch across. Kind of a yellow color. They have a strong smell of cardamom, cloves, nutmeg, and sandalwood. My eyebrows will shoot up at these. <laughs> Ms. Chiang, Dr. Lockhart, the time has come for you to begin playing. If you would, please. Both Ms. Chiang and Dr. Lockhart have become very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Focusing on playing their instruments, no doubt. Yes. Ah, excellent. Um, Dr. Lockhart, would you give me a power yep. roll, please? Power roll. And you may have a bonus die. Oh, that takes it down to an 11, which will be an extreme success. Very nice. Pretty sure Miss Chiang will do fairly well enough. <clears throat> um. He goes back to the bowls uh, and <clears throat> for all of you who are not Dr. Lockhart and Ms. Chiang, uh, takes one of the bowls, 
<coughs> and hands them out. Okay. Place okay. your clickable. Yeah. Yeah. It is time to consume the nectar. You would put your <sighs> pill in the tea and drink it down. And he does so this as seems, well. This seems like a definite um, poisoning of the body, which is objectionable, but uh, I will drink it. Um, I will drink it, but just before I do it, I would like to take one more psychology roll on Tinzen. Go right ahead. No, nope, I drink it down. Seems all fine. Oh, man. I'll drink it down. I'll drink it down. <laughs> oh, yeah. They seem to be standing. <sighs> All right. <laughs> I'll drink it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mr. Rippin is so unhappy. <laughs> <clears throat> it tastes like black tea. A slight hint of sandalwood. <clears throat> uh, to the rest of you, uh, other than Dr. Lockhart and Miss Chiang, who are playing the Damru and the Kangling. Is <clears throat> the melody, I guess we could call it that, echoes out through <laughs> the valley. Um, <clears throat> it is something of a cacophony, but they are playing in some something resembling <clears throat> time. They, it's certainly not music in the sense that you would uh, have ever previously described it, but there is a resonance to the sound. There's a a power to the music that they are making. <clears throat> uh, Tenzin starts chanting. Does my wife look okay as she's doing this? Not psychology, psychology role. Oh. Uh, oh, actually, it's a normal success. Uh, yes, she does. Okay. Yes, she does. Um. As <clears throat> Tenzin continues to chant, uh, he will go around uh, to each of you, Mr. Reppin, Mr. Lockhart, Mr. Bazazwain, uh, and Norbo, um, and kind of indicate that you should join in the chant with him. All right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Mr. Rippin? Oh, oh yeah. I am. Okay. <laughs> I'm on a long waiting for the cameras. <laughs> gotcha. The <clears throat> chanting with all five of you now chanting Dr. Lockhart playing her drum, the Damaru, Miss Chiang, blowing on the flute, the Kangling, the, the all the sounds merge together into again, it's not anything that you would have previously described as a music but there's again a, a resonance to it a deepening and a it it feels right it feels powerful chanting goes on and the music continues for some time, it's hard to tell exactly how long this strange valley, the purple sky and the green lightning crashing and the thunder rolling <clears throat> and the thunder, the thunder continues. It is clearly dissonant. It, it, it is not in time with your chanting or the music. It's it's intrusive. It's kind of violent trying to break into your concentration. Uh, can I get Mr. Reppin, Mr. Lockhart, Mr. Bazazwain, and Norbo to all make power rolls? Huh. Hard success. That's a fail. Hard success. Fail as well, as I have done so often in this scenario. <laughs> <clears throat> Mr. Bazazwain and who was that? Mr. Lockhart? Uh, yes. Perhaps not as focused as you could be. The thunder occasionally is taking you out of out of step, missing a a syllable here dropping a syllable there, looking away up at the lightning, coming back and continuing. Worried about getting struck by it. No doubt. He doesn't seem to be missing any steps, does he? From what nope. we read? Nope. Okay. There's a lot on my mind. Um, mm -hmm. As this continues for some amount of time, eventually Tenzin draws his knife out, his ritual knife, turns it around, holds it by the blade, and holds the handle out. In the general direction of the four of you, Mr. Reppin, Mr. Lockhart, Mr. Bazazwain, and Norbo. 
I, I wouldn't want I'm to not get jump away. in here. Really? <laughs> oh. I really wish Randall was here. I think he'd be the most likely to do this. So we have <laughs> not so just as a we, personality, but just as a well, you know. Well, except Miss Chiang is busy playing the uh, Kangling, so that's right. <clears throat> she is otherwise occupied, I'm afraid. Hmm. I'll do it. Okay. If that's what we're waiting on. That's clearly what he's waiting on. Okay. So he hands you the knife. Wonderful. Thank you, Mr. Lockhart. Come. Of course. It is time. It will be my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) And he leads you into the triangle. To the center of the triangle. Focus your mind, Mr. Lockhart. Make the motion. Imagine opening up my belly and spilling my guts on the ground. Can I take a moment to uh, to settle myself before I do this? And, uh, sorry. Of course, Mr. Lockhart. It's important that you be focused and have the proper intention. Yes. I will take a moment, take a breath, and then do as he asks. Okay. Can I get... Uh, Mr. Reppin, Mr. Bazazwain, and Norbo to make a power roll. Okay. 96. <laughs> Another hard success. I'm really focused on this bit. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, you're the only one who succeeded, Mr. Reppin? Yes, I made a hard success. Would you make a power roll, please? I'm uh, sorry, not a power roll, a sand roll. I apologize. Did. I fail that one. Okay. Uh, you can lose one point of sand, please. Mr. Lockhart, Tenzin. Stands there in front of you. Excellent, excellent. Now, we must. He drops to his knees. Focus, focus all your intention and take my head. Okay. And we'll focus. I will grab his hair and take his head in my mind. Okay. Uh, can I get Mr. Reppin, Mr. Bazazwain, and Norbo uh, to make spot hidden rolls? 
that's a success nope. as well. Failure. Mr. Bazazwain? A failure, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Reppin, <coughs> as you're watching uh, this play out, uh, out of the corner of your eye, you notice over um, over the lake, kind of behind you or to the side, depending on how you are particularly arranged. There are three <coughs> figures. Um, it appears to be, if you had to guess, two men and a woman, uh, two men and a woman, two men and a woman. Uh, they are dressed in robes, uh, kind of uh, gray robes, uh, with big heavy hoods uh, over their faces, over their heads. You can't see their faces. They appear to be floating over the water, floating above the water. Like these are the goddesses, or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Uh, can I get uh, Mr. Reppin, Mr. Bazazwain, Norbo, <clears throat> and Dr. Lockhart to make a power roll? Oh, I have to make a power roll. <laughs> oh. That is a success for Bazazwain. Same for Norbo. At zero one for Dr. Lockhart. She's really into this. Oh, that's a failure for Mr. Reppin by one. Is you know uh, he tenses. You may, you may you may have a bon you may have a bonus die on this, Mr. Reppin. Oh. Well then, it becomes from it becomes at 07 then. Okay. Uh, so I think that's all four of you passing. Would all four of you make sand rolls, please? That's why you get a bonus die. Uh, ooh, that's a hundred. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Ninety-three here. That uh, didn't I bother me at all. Attention. Uh, <laughs> hard success. Uh, one point for the succeeding and a D four for the failing. Four. Okay. Oh, I just lose one. <clears throat> um, Mr. Lockhart. Yeah. Um, Tenzin falls to the ground in front of you. And you see, kind of at the same time, you see him laying on the ground in front of you. And you also see him laying on the ground headless in front of you and you holding his dr bloody dripping head by the hair a small sphere rises up from the ground about the size of a golf ball it's red and white it kind of rises up to about eye level with you It is time, Mr. Lockhart. Let them feed. 
trying to find where I am with the ritual here. I think we're on number eight. Let's head off eight. And those of you who did not previously see the three figures hovering over the lake now definitely see them <coughs> as they quickly cross the lake, move past you, enter the triangle. And crouch over Tenzin's bloody headless corpse and start feeding on it. You can all make spot hidden rolls. Oh, unfortunately, I'm going to get a extreme success on that one. <laughs> yeah, not me. Not me. I failed. I failed. Okay. Um, Mr. Bazaz Wayne, as the uh, three figures pass you, uh, you happen to catch a, you just get a look kind of under one of their hoods and it appears to be, uh, it's definitely a man, um, a white man, uh, kind of thin angular mm. features. Uh, if you had to guess, he looks Russian. Uh, I will attempt to uh, hit him on the head with my um, fist. Uh, before oh. you do so. Okay. I need you all to make power rolls once more. Uh, 84 is a failure. 85 is also a failure. I make it. It's a failure. You know what, though? This seems kind of important. I'll spend the three and make a success. Okay. Sorry. So who failed? Was Oswain? Norbo. Uh, let's see. There's Norbo. Yep, I'm adding him up. And there's Bazaz Wayne. Okay, so in case either of you would like to do anything with that, you don't have to. Uh, yeah, I want to hit him on the head. <laughs> the Russian <laughs> fighting bro. He's obviously not a goddess. One of her attendants. Uh, Thirty-one is a ball uh, with a penalty die. With a penalty die? Oh, sorry, I'm drugged. Uh, Ninety-one. That um, takes away the decision about whether to spend my last luck or not. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a fail. After a oh, moment, oh yes, go ahead. Sorry, please. I am. I, I, I'm going to go with what I've been told, which is I'm going there to. There we go. Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. There's the a Russian. It's a Russian. It's not a well, goddess. That's, that's that's not what I. That's not what I have. That's what I'm yelling. No, that's what I'm yelling. That's oh, funny. that's what you're yelling. Yeah. No, no. I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm getting down onto my hands and knees in front of Tenzin and just. Yeah, just starting to lick up some of that good blood and. Maybe find a piece of uh, meat lying around and just start. Mm, oh, this is so good. Uh, would you make a sanity roll, Morbo? Oh, that one I succeeded. Hard success, even. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can you can lose one point of San. Uh, would you make a luck roll? 
That's a hard success. Okay. Uh, take a note and remind me of that later. Please. Okay. Are we supposed to be eating this? As the rest of you the watch, the goddesses look like Russians. And Norbo feeding on Tenzin's corpse. Apparently, the rest of them think this is perfectly normal behavior for for Norbo. Right. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. <laughs> I mean, you're basically at Mr. Lockhart's feet. <clears throat> After a minute, the three figures stand. One of them holds out. Do I am I able to attempt uh, a second time to interfere with this, or am I uh, too far uh, drugged or whatever? Um, I will. Yes, you will. Uh, give me just one moment. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, holds out their hand, and you can see as their hand kind of extends from the sleeve. It's appears to be a woman's hand has that kind of long delicate fingers <laughs> fingernails painted nails and the hand the figure reaches towards the red and white golf ball just still floating there in the air and yes mr bazaz wayne what would you like to do so the one that I thought was a Russian, I would like to race up and pull back his hood and expose oh. him for all to see. Okay. Give me a fighting brawl roll. Uh, 65 is not a success. Okay. Uh, you rush forward and try to grab his, uh, his cloak, his hood, whatever. He steps out of your way. Um, <clears throat> the ball Stop flies into the hand, into the woman's open hand, and it immediately kind of shifts and twists and turns. And the ball shapes itself into what is clearly a key. Uh, Mr. Reppin, would you care to do anything? Um, I think we're supposed to visualize tossing the victim's head to one side and then separate his body and putting them in the bowl. So I'm going to visualize this. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mr. Lockhart. Uh, yeah, I mean... Crazy stuff going on, but I'm committed. This is what we did all this work for. So I'm going to visualize tossing the head to one side, uh, separating his body into all those parts and throwing them in the bowls. Mr. Bazazwain. I will continue to try to remove this interloper from our ceremony. Try to grab him and pull him out of the triangle or whatever. Okay. Uh, would you make a 
power roll, please. Sure. Uh, hard success. Okay. Uh, fighting brawl roll. Zero five. Extreme success. I do apologize. He got a zero six on his dodge. <laughs> is that an extreme success? <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Norbo. Yeah, <laughs> um, wait, Obviously superior. Wait, wait I'm yeah, almost superior dead right anyway. Um, I'm going to spend... Uh, can I spend... Oh, no, I have to tell that before you tell me. Never mind. No, go I'm ahead. Gonna spend you, it down you to wanna, an, I was going to spend it down to an 01. Go right ahead. I'll spend it down to an 01. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yes, uh, he almost manages to twist out of your grasp, uh, but you are able to throw back his head, his head, his hood. Uh, and yes, uh, it is uh, a white man. Uh, thin, angular features, uh, slicked black hair, uh, very nicely quaffed. Um, Again, if you if you had to guess, just kind of looking at at him, and you know, kind of applying stereotypes, maybe some kind of Eastern European nobility. Interesting. Okay. Norbo. Um. So this sensation I have, I mean, is it sort of go away once I start tasting this? Uh, it has gone away now. Yes. All right. Well, then I think that I will uh, assist Mr. Lockhart in preparing the body. Okay. That's and Dr. Lockhart. Yep. What would would you care to do anything? So I just reading what you've just sent me. Uh, sorry, I got disconnected. Oh. Um, so. Uh, what's just happening? I apologize. Uh, Mr. Bazaz Wayne has thrown back one of the hoods of the three figures to reveal a uh, Eastern European kind of noble-looking gentleman. Uh, yelling madly. Norbo, Mr. Reppin, and Mr. Lockhart uh, are following the rich, are trying to follow the uh, final <laughs> steps of the ritual in uh, disposing of Tenzin's head and uh, the remaining bits of his body. Um, I will help uh, with the. I'm going to try to continue the ritual. Okay. As well. No one see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if I make another spot hidden roll. <laughs> well, the hood's down now. It should be pretty obvious. Yeah, now I'm looking at this guy, and I'm just like, it's a fraud, it's a fake. <clears throat> the, um, uh, Mr. Bazazwain, as you throw back his hood, he, <clears throat> he turns, he looks at you, and he just laughs as the, uh, I try to shoot him. As the feminine hand holding the key throws it into the air where it explodes hmm. 
a shower of green and purple sparks. And what you can only describe as a hole in reality appears in the air over your head. And it starts to grow. And the wind starts to blow. It's a horrible howling wind. The thunder crashes and the lightning. And now this wind, this howling wind blowing around this black hole in reality that starts to spin and swirl. Can and I look can... down at Timson while all this is going? This doesn't seem quite right. Uh, you look down and you see a decapitated, disemboweled, partially eaten body, blood, brains, entrails, bone, spread across the sand at your feet. And before I had seen two images, right? Yes. Now there's only one. Yes. You hear laughter and the other two figures toss back, toss back their heads and you see that one of the one of the figures is a woman an Asian woman 20s 30s something like this and she laughs and the other and figure tosses back and madly his hood and he appears to be a fairly kind of stout muscular polynesian man tattoos on his face and he laughs you can all make sanity rolls that's a fail success success fail uh one point for the success a d6 for the failing Four, two. So, oh, so that puts me at five. Oh no, it's not. It doesn't matter. Never mind. Carry on. So we've um, now completed the ritual. Yes. But the gate is this... open. Yeah. Is this one I'm supposed to remind you about this luck roll I passed, or uh, not quite yet? <laughs> okay. Not quite good. Yet. Good. good. What has happened? What have we done? Tenzin. The wind increases. Mr. Bazazwain, you can make a firearms roll with the penalty die if you wish. I would love to. Maybe I'll get a 99 or something exciting like that. Um, with a penalty die, that is a normal success. Okay. Are you just firing wildly, or are you, what are you... I'm really going for that first Russian guy, the prince. Okay. Uh, roll damage. Uh, Ten. Nicely done. Uh, just as you get a shot off, <clears throat> the wind increases, and you are all of you, all six of you, 
find yourself flung forward. It's like standing in a hurricane. Maybe the wind's even stronger than that. You're flung back (coughs) as the wind blows you about. And then you are sucked off the ground. You are flung into the sky and into the hole. Can't be good. And it is very quickly just darkness and this horrible howling wind. Almost immediately, you can't tell what is up or down. You can just, you can't see anything, just blackness. You can hear your companions. You're all screaming, crying out. As the wind howls around you and you are tossed through this horrible black void. Somewhere in the distance, there's a piping sound, (laughs) a whistling. It is a horrid thing, something out there in the darkness. You can all make sanity rolls again. Why not? 100. Oh, six. Just barely fail. Regular old success. Oh, it's not nice. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, One point for the success and a D6 for the failure. And all six six of that for Gary's botch. Three. So let's see. That's three, four, and four is eight. Uh, eight is more than twenty percent of my starting for the session. Uh, and I've got a hard success on my int roll. Okay. Uh, just hang on to that insanityness for the moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You can all roll your ticks. Hey, I finally succeeded on Brawl. Let's see if that increases. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a spot Uh, hidden. That's it. O three. O three to increase Brawl. Ninety two to increase my shot. My pistol up by one more. Is it worth rolling your ticks? I mean, are we going to survive long enough? Oh, I know. That's false hope. That's what we need. Uh, Can you roll luck as well on ticks? I forget. You can roll your luck, yes. Succeed in not failing. (laughs) I need to roll my luck. Let's see if I can get under a five. (laughs) Nope, I increased my luck. There we go. Six. Double digits. Life is good. I will do my luck now. I know I rolled a nine. So, no. Drats. Uh, and I have a message for you, Sean, for your 
clever use of a luck roll earlier. <laughs> Way to cleverly succeed on a random die roll. Mm Everyone, everyone done? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> okay. As you are all tossing through the black void <clears throat> for what seems like eternity, but maybe only moments, start to realize it. It even takes you a moment to realize that something has changed. Wind started to die down and the cacophony has started to die down and the piping noise has faded. Instead of tumbling, feel, you feel yourself falling. Not fast, not fast. Maybe gliding might be a better description. The darkness turns to gray. Gray quickly brightens to a white. And then you start to you can start to pick out details and you realize that you are slowly falling through clouds. Above you, the sky is blue and you're all there, all six of you. Not too far away from each other, floating down through the clouds. You eventually break through the clouds and you can see below you the ground again you're falling towards it but you're falling slowly you don't you don't feel frightened you don't feel like you've fallen from a great height you're kind of softly gently gliding towards the ground you can see there's a forest and a large clearing a village of some kind, mountains off in the distance, some lakes. Um, can I get everyone to put down their headsets except for Mr. Reppin and Mr. Norbo? Mr. Norbo, except for Mr. Reppin and Norbo. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, wait. Yes. Okay. We're your um, favorites. That's what you're going to tell us, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, as the two of you are, are falling towards this ground, you, it, you look and you 
kind of look again and you realize that <clears throat> those those mountains in the distance they're covered with glaciers and the glaciers aren't actually glaciers they're huge piles of bones bones on the bottom are fragments almost powder the ones on top are, are intact, grinding into the ones below. There's blood weeping from around the bones and that that forest. As you look and you look closer, the trees are nearly free of leaves. The wood is is bleached. The branches are sharp, pointed, almost razor-like. Those lakes off in the distance, they're thick, red, roiling, ugly-looking things. The village that you're approaching sits in this dusty, dirty plain. And there's a number of there's a number of buildings, of small ones, large ones, and a central palace at one end. And the palace almost looks like it is built out of dead bodies, just decapitated heads, dripping blood, eyes staring. Skin stretched tight over what otherwise should be windows. There are people walking around the city and they're wearing armor that looks like it's made of bone. They have swords that are on fire. They look up and they scream at you as you are falling towards them. And you can both make sanity rolls. What were his favorites? I fail. I succeed. Hard success. Uh, one point for Norbo, a D8, Mr. Reppin. Three. Okay. I can good time I... to ask, were you supposed to get any sanity at the end of that last, as we did our ticks as well? No. Okay, good. Uh, can I get the two of you to put your headsets down while I call the others back for a moment? Okay. I'm back. Okay. Did we lose Steve? It looks like we lost Steve. Yeah, I saw Steve. I saw it say Steve left. I don't know, of course, why. There he is. There He's he is. Back. Yay. <clears throat> and Gary. Yep, Gary. I'm here. Okay, yep. okay. Excellent. 
Um, as the three of you are falling through the clouds, you see this valley, this land open up beneath you. You look and off in the distance, you can see the mountains. The mountains are covered by glaciers and the glaciers are glittering. They are, you know, the light is, is shining and refracting off them. It looks like the glaciers are even made of, of diamond and jewels. And the, the forest below you is immense and green and verdant. You can hear and see birds of all colors and shapes and sizes flitting about. <clears throat> the, there are lakes around, some off to one side, another off to another. They are blue and beautiful. They're shaped like lotus blossoms. Below you, there's a lush green clearing, thick, soft looking glass, grass, glass, grass. In a, in a village, and the village is buildings of wood and gold. And they're in a number of, of styles. There's Chinese buildings, there's Indian buildings, there's Tibetan buildings. And there are people walking amongst the buildings and they will occasionally, some of them will, will look up and they you know, kind of shield their eyes <clears throat> and they wave to you invitingly, smiling all the time. And they're off to uh, one side of this village, there's a large palace of wood and gold and jewels and gems. <clears throat> and the three of you can all have a D6 sand. Hmm. Oh, I got five back from the ones I lost. Nice. As you fall into this lovely, pleasant village. Let's get the others back. Uh, Norbo is back on duty. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't so bad. <clears throat> this, the uh, six of you float gently down and land in the clearing just outside the palace. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> three people somewhat as described previously step out of the palace you know, have, you've seen them kind of stepping out of the palace before, and they walk towards you. 
We, we need to go. We need to go. Yeah, I pull out my gun. Yeah, same here. Let's get out of here. Wait, and what are you doing? One of them steps forward and, and, hold, and appears to be possibly female. She's, when, when you say the three people as described before, do you mean the three people that were? No, I mean, as you three, saw, kind of generally as you saw. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to the northern city of peace, misguided servants of the king of fear. Whoa, 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 what? Peace. What? Be seated and then explain yourselves. No. You have done great harm. When I look up, do I see a black hole in the sky? You do not. Okay. What, what do you guys all mean? We have to hurry. We have to rush. What, what is there left to do? Can't you see? The see bone? The bone armor? No. I... The skin on the, on the windows in the village? No. No. The swords it's they have. It's beautiful. It's lovely. Looks like we have found heaven here. I'm confused. Yes. Peace. No way. No way. Nope. Can nope. I give a squinty-eyed look at our new benefactors? Yeah. And they are just as I saw before, right? Yep. Um, please just. Calm, Mr. Rippon, calm. I think you may have lost your mind. Um, <laughs> no, well, no. Cer certainly somebody has, and it seems to be you. Where where would you have us go? Just away from these people. They, they look dangerous. This is just... Look at the blood, the bones. You see each of you... I see no such thing, but... You see uh, each of you, you the Shangri-La to which your karma entitles you. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's peace. It's beautiful. Look at this beautiful valley. This hideous hellhole. I will close my eyes. And... <clears throat> um, Dr. Lockhart, one of the figures will uh, offer you a bowl of what appears to be milk. Well, I'll take it and drink it. Please. <gasps> this, will, this will help ease your mind. Thank uh, you. You do. It is, it is sweet. Uh, it doesn't particularly taste like milk. Uh, it kind of tastes like a sweet, maybe sandalwood kind of flavor. Uh, and you can have a D4 sandbag. Oh. Oh, four, man. For an insane person, I'm doing well on my sanity. Now, please. Insane. Explain yourselves. Well, clearly they nothing that's happened to my wife. I'll sit on the ground like they asked us to. Yeah, it's okay, everyone. Uh, it's all right. 
That's right. That we we were trying to close the gate. Our spiritual leader led us in a ritual that was supposed to lock the gate to keep the uh, keep the entity out. Something terrible went wrong. <clears throat> Persuade roll. Persuade. I can hold on to the dice. I'll go to roll them. Um, that is a normal success. I can tell you that nothing went wrong. You performed your ritual to perfection. Ritual designed specifically to open the gates of Agartha and allow the King of Fear to come into your world. But Tetson told us that we were meant to close, it was meant to close it. Yes, we had a long journey to uh, collect the necessary items and over and over again. When Tenzin was recognized by others, they affirmed our mission. What could have gone wrong? Fools. Mr. Reppin, I'm going to sort of uh, ease over next to you and say, I mean, either there nothing happened to Mrs. Larkar, but that just feels wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know what's in that bowl, but I don't want to look too closely. Should we just take off? <sighs> I don't know if there's anywhere good to go here. I mean, with all the, the things we saw. They're obviously saw delusional. Them. Yeah. Well, they're the trying to get us to open the gate from this side. Let's just play along. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, you were right about Timson the whole time. <clears throat> Tenzin Kalsang was misguided in his beliefs. So we've let loose this king of fear on the earth? Yes. What about all the Buddhist monks? They live for peace and prosperity. The king of fear has many servants in the world who are particularly adept at tricking the righteous into doing their bidding. Tenzin was tricked long time ago. He brought you with him to share his fate. 
Unfortunately, the ritual that you performed to open the gates of Agartha destroyed his soul. He is gone. This is just crushing news to me. Clearly, I paid a, played a key role in this. I'm just going to sort of drop my head into my hands and just, no, no, what have we done? I've done. Fortunately, six of you have not been destroyed. So we offer you a choice. (laughs) You may, if you wish, remain here in Shambhala and face justice for your actions in bringing an end to the Kali Yuga and opening the gates of Agartha and bringing the king of fear into the world. Or he will return you to the world and you may attempt to put right your mistake. May we have a moment to discuss? (laughs) (laughs) Of course. We have all eternity. Um, I will step over a distance out of earshot of these people. See who follows me. Perhaps nobody. Oh, I will. Oh, oh, I'll follow. I'll follow. <laughs> I like it better if he goes by himself, but I'll, I'll follow too. It's more amusing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Talk to yourself for a while. Exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. uh, what are you so waiting for? I, follow. I, well, I, I should tell you that I, it seems to me that Mr. Reppin and I see this whole place as not a paradise, but as a hell. The idea that somehow that Mr. Reppin and I deserve this when we've done virtually the same things as you seems somewhat suspect. Hmm. <laughs> but um, I would also point out that if if we're right and we go back, their idea of repairing it may be to actually release the King of Fear. Right. I kind of feel if we go back, we'll see exactly the truth. I mean, there were three crazy people there at the end, and Black Sky sucked us in. Well, let, let's be clear. These supposedly benign beings are offering that we should go back and do this thing, or they'll punish us for doing an action for which we had no idea we were doing anything wrong. And in fact, we're following someone recognized in many places as a spiritual leader. It's all very suspect. And so now these spiritual leaders give us other directions and we're just supposed to blindly follow them. I don't want to stay in hell, but uh, I don't necessarily think I want to do whatever they want us to do. It kind of seems like your decision should be more clear than mine. I mean, I'm in heaven. You're in hell. Don't you want to get out of here? Yeah, I want to go back. Oh, I'll definitely go back, but the question is, you know, are we going to do anything when we go back? Or are we just leaving this hellscape? 
I mean, they could just be fooling you into thinking it's paradise, so they seem to be benevolent. Yeah, I don't even want to think about what you just ate. Yeah. You've obviously lost the way. It's just milk. It was just milk. That's I, what, what you we, think. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should meditate on it. Maybe the answer will come to us, whether we should do one or the other. I I don't want to wait any longer. We need to we need to repair this. This is this is terrible. I I chopped him up in little pieces. Right. And and you chopped him up and you ended up in what you think is paradise. Why these guys are trying to say, "Oh, don't be here, be somewhere else." Supposedly, why would they why would you I mean, let's take the thing. You literally chopped off his head and yet somehow you're seeing paradise. Well, I did a good job. Well, but supposedly <laughs> these people have known for some some time now that he apparently knew he was misguided. They've said it multiple times, and yet they never went out of their way to unmisguide him. Well, here's the thing. I mean, from Maybe my perspective, who are watching us? Yeah, from my perspective, we can. Oh, that's actually a really good question. We can ask them that. But from my perspective. We need to get back there. From your perspective, you should want to get back there so you can get out of hell. I mean, what we do when we get back there, we can decide then. But uh, oh yeah, let's get out of here on that. Yeah, not staying here. It is um, exactly not my heaven that I have been promised. I would go with you back. I'll go back. We need to rectify this. If we have let loose the king of fear on the earth, then I guess we'll find out when we go back. I guess the only one who, who wants to stay is Miss Chang. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can leave her behind. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, she can live in paradise. Yeah, somebody really should find out the other fork on the uh, on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, I, I I have no desire to stay here. And not only is it a hellscape, but they've promised to punish people for doing things that they thought was do- the right thing. So, to... I think you're done convincing. Oh, good. Yeah, let's go. All right, back we go. First, let's ask if they were watching. It's a great idea, dear. Idea, dear. okay let's go back and i'll hold up my hand and say um one question just one more thing um have you been watching us we felt often during our journey as if we were being watched by some unseen Something unseen. No, we were not watching you. We were not aware of your actions until you chose to open the gates of Agartha and unleash the King of Fear into the world. Do you perhaps know what was watching us? 
as you were acting as the agents of the King of Fear, you can only guess that being observed by his agents to make sure that you followed through in your actions. But they tried to stop us. I mean, they sent these weird creatures to attack us on the train. Did they? Uh, well, yes, so, somebody. Somebody did. And and you said you haven't done anything. Perhaps they sent creatures. Perhaps the creatures were merely drawn to the evil you were attempting. Perhaps it was merely coincidence. Well, now that that's cleared up. We'll just skedaddle. Perhaps these creatures of which you speak knew the evil that you were attempting and were attempting themselves to stop you. Are there other forces out there? Every soul on Earth acts according to their own desires. Well, true, but these these were very specific creatures out there and trying to do you essentially fight the king of fear. Well, in any case, we will take you up on your offer to leave here. Hold on. When we go back, what path shall we take? Do you have... Any assistance or any anything that could help us? Uh, one of them <clears throat> reaches into a sleeve, pulls out a piece of paper, and hands it to you, Mr. Lockhart. Another one of these. Okay. As soon as they step back, there is a flash of light. And almost instantly, the six of you find yourself in a tent. It's a large tent. There are a number of tables around the tent. The tables are covered in trays that appear to be bits of dirt, fragments of pottery, maybe a bit of statuary. It's immediately obvious to Dr. Lockhart that you're in, in your that you are in a tent uh, at an archaeological dig of some kind. There's a crash. You look to see an Indian gentleman dressed as a laborer uh, who just walked into the tent. He <coughs> was clearly carrying a tray of pottery and dirt and, and dropped it. And he ran, he runs off calling out. Ah! <laughs> At the other end of the tent, there is a young white man sitting at a table. He's looking over a piece of pottery, making notes in a notebook. And at the crash and the sound of the Indian man 
man's yelling. He turns and he looks at you. Well, I say, where on earth did you just spring from? Um, it's a long story. Where are we? And I'll get up and start brushing myself off. Where are we? Is this where we started? Oh, yeah. Do we recognize this guy? Uh, no, you do not recognize him. It's an archaeological dig. I'll walk outside and take a look around, see if I can sort of work out where we are. Um, you're not going to wait for him to answer? Oh, if he's going to answer, then I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, sorry, I don't understand. Aren't you? I assume you're here to. I assume you came to see the dig. Here it was here at Nalanda. Nalanda. Have we been to Nalanda? Nalanda, in a. Nalanda. Do I recognize the name? The dig? Uh, you can all make history, archaeology, or. Um, or Buddhism rolls. I got an extreme success Ooh. on my archaeology roll. Uh, yes, Dr. Lockhart, you recognize Nalanda. Uh, it is an it is the site of a very ancient <coughs> um, uh, Buddhist center of learning, described by some as a university or college, a site of study and meditation and learning, uh, and a fairly famous location because it is from here that uh, Gautama Buddha sent set out uh, from India to enter the mountains and so spread Buddhism into Tibet and China. Interesting. Um, do I did I know of any digs that were happening or any archaeological? Uh, you would have known that there have been digs here for years. Years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes, indeed. Um, what have you found? Well, I'm sorry. Who are you? Uh, my name is Daniel Mortimer. Uh, sorry, I am Dr. Lockhart. Dr. Eudora Lockhart. Credit rating? Credit rating. Okay. A 07. Oh, yes, Dr. I've heard of you, Dr. Lockhart. Uh, what brings you to Nalanda? Um, We've actually I'm, I'm been... sorry, can I, can I offer you some tea? Please, please. And this is my that husband, Charles, and, and I'll introduce everybody else. Um, and uh, yeah, we've been basically wandering around looking at a lot of uh, Buddhist um, areas and holy places. Um, 
Fascinating. Well, I'm very glad to, to welcome you here. Uh, just one moment. Uh, he stands up, he goes to the uh, flap of the tent, he opens it, he calls out uh, in Hindi, uh, bring some tea for myself and my guests. Can you all make spot hidden rolls? Yes. Uh, uh, I think it's a hard. I uh, failed. Uh, those of you who succeeded, as you're kind of looking around the tent, uh, there is a newspaper uh, on the table near where Mr. Mortimer was doing his cataloging, uh, and you can see the date on the newspaper, <coughs> which is January 18th, 1924. So that's today. What time of day do we think it was when we left? Um, when you entered the cave under the waterfall. Yeah. Uh, it was midday. Day. Uh, how much time elapsed from there? You really have no clue. Okay. Yeah, we didn't really have <clears throat> any visual cues. Um, and correct. We were in based upon where we were in Tibet, and I made my history roll as to where this city is supposed to be. Um, is it? You know, time-wise, would it be before, after, you know, a few hours ahead, hours behind, or whatever? I'm trying to decide if it was like we never left, or we're two places at once, or what? Um, if, you were, if you were to take a look out of the tent, mm -hmm. or perhaps just ask... <clears throat> uh, it appears, to, it seems to be late afternoon or early evening. The sun is definitely headed down. Okay. I will look for a place to sit down. Uh, there is a place, there are chairs, yes. You can certainly okay. take a chair. I'm going to sit down and listen for a while. Tea. Yes. care to have a look at your paper which is still in your hand mr lockhart <laughs> yes realize you're still holding on to it <clears throat> excuse me yes um is the gentleman still with us or did he yeah. step outside yes he is okay i'll just kind of fold it and put it in my pocket okay i'll bring I will, over alone i'll start chatting to guy about the whole area and find out what's been happening and sort of just try to entertain them to let them sort of read the note. Okay. Uh, you can certainly do that. Uh, he will uh, tell you that uh, they have been, uh, this particular excavation um, has been running for um, about six months now. 
Uh, they are continuing to dig uh, in the ruins of Nalanda University. Obviously, they already know that's where you are. Um, they found a number of, uh, of interesting finds and uncovered uh, a few of the temples, but there are still uh, many mounds, each of which presumably contains a new temple to go. I don't suppose Nolandum translates roughly to land of snows. Uh, no, it does not. Mm. Good. Wonder how far <laughs> it is to Mother Russia. It only takes a few minutes, but tea is brought. Thank you. Hmm. What is our general condition? You know, I mean, has it changed? Do I have, yeah, <laughs> blood splattered all over our hands and gunpowder on whoever fired the shot, Mr. Reppin or Mr. Bazazwain, I think? Yes. Uh-oh. Covered in gore. Yeah. A little worse for the wear. Yes. 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 <laughs> Do you perhaps have a place we could clean up? Oh, yes, of course. I see your journey has been strangely, strangely difficult. Were you, I'm sorry, were you, were you injured in the earthquake? Uh, yes. Yes, yes, that yes. was it. Ah, yes, a number of the workers uh, were in some of the temples and were hit by falling debris as well. I've been caring for them this afternoon. Um, it was quite a thing. It's an earthquake of that size here. Oh. Uh, but yes, yes, uh, please, I can, I can take you to a tent and uh, have some water and, 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 uh, and towels brought for you. Thank you. That would be most kind. This way, this way. Uh, he he will lead you out of the tent. Uh, and now that you are outside, you may have a map of <laughs> the area. It looks like this. Um, uh, he leads you out of the tent. Uh, Vidyapati, Vidyapati, uh, he calls to kind of an older uh, Indian gentleman who, uh, yes, Mr. Mortimer, who comes over. Um, please see to our guests. They they need to uh, they need to clean up. They were uh, injured in the earthquake uh, earlier today. Um, if you would and uh, see to that, if they need anything, uh, please uh, show them around or. Provide them any assistance. Let me know if there's anything I can do. I'm Dr. Lockhart, uh, more than happy to uh, speak with you once you're cleaned up and settled, if you wish. Sounds good. Thank you. Oh, of course, this way, this way, please. And the Indian gentleman 
<coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it leads you to another tent. Uh, and he calls for uh, a couple of laborers to bring some uh, basins of water and some towels. Uh, and then he leaves you to be to clean yourselves up. As we are, well, let's all get uh, cleaned up first, I guess. The blood and gore. And uh, unless anyone wants to do anything specific, I'll uh, take out the paper and. Uh, Read to everyone afterwards. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> this is uh, this is what they, the people in heaven or hell gave me. We're the holy ones who brought the divine knowledge to the land of snows, first honed their understanding. Seek out the jars that hold the key to unlocking what should never have been unlocked by mortal hands. From there, travel to the emperor's gateway to the Naracus, built before he found enlightenment. Within are the implements to aid you in your quest. That which, when held in the right hand, represents skillful means, along with that which, when held in the left hand, represents wisdom. Together, the sound of emptiness, the Lord of Stones indestructible drop, and the words of the precious master form a powerful tool against the king of fear. Wield them in the place that shares its name with where the great guru was born, but not born. A mirror reflecting that which is lost and that which can no longer be approached. Wherein lies the heart of the world, and hope that it is not too late to seal the gates of Agartha. So mm -hmm. I feel we must be where the holy ones who brought the divine knowledge to the land of snows first honed their understanding. And we've got to find some jars. Elsewise, why would we be here? What? <laughs> Continue. So you, huh? you, you, you blindly follow the holy man, decapitate him, eat him, and then we're punished with doing more bidding that we're just going to blindly follow. What? I have to make this right. I've done a terrible thing. Have we? Two wrongs don't make a right. I mean, there was a little earthquake in the area, but we don't, we haven't, there's, you know, the king of fear is supposedly on the loose, and yet these people seem to be acting in a perfectly normal way. Could we wait until the uh, the whole world is devoured? I, his maybe we wait until we have some sign that we didn't do the right thing. Maybe we did the right thing and those people were misleading us. We... Well, being sucked up into a dark hole torn from reality seems to be... A good sign to me that something ain't right. And it wasn't a good sign when we were digging up dead bodies to make musical instruments. Well, you know. Wow! <laughs> I knew any Russian, I would speak it. <laughs> <laughs> Russian curse words. Well. I mean, 
Yes, it just it's just just very difficult to know what the right thing to do is. We we spent a lot of time with Tinzen. We said no reason to assume that he was misguided in any way, shape, or form. It basically means what we should do is go back and find those uh, those monks that gave us the ritual and kill them all because apparently they gave us the wrong ritual deliberately. Hmm. That's a good point. It's a Put long, that on the to-do list. Not making a right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All I know I mean, is I have a strong sense to atone for... For doing what he asked us to do and which, which may have actually saved the world from the King of Fear. And these guys are trying to, you know, get another bite at the apple by convincing us we did the wrong thing. What about the three people who were there laughing like bad people? What about them? So mostly we're supposed to believe that they were bad, but the creatures that attacked us and almost killed your wife in a train were good. But the whole, um, but the portal, the gate opened. It didn't get closed. Well, and it went to what at least some of us think of as a hellscape. It's presumably maybe they swish those evil creatures into the hellscape does it seem like the right thing that you uh wound up in a hellscape does that seem like everything went well no but sometimes one makes sacrifices for the greater good that that was a price we paid to save the world that was a price we paid hmm what was going on with those giant cockroaches? <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe they were trying to stop the King of Fear. Yeah, maybe they were, they were good the guys. We don't know anymore. It, it, all the things seem to be very... There's no, there's no reason to know who we should trust. And if the world isn't being torn apart by the King of Fear, then... Well... <laughs> Do we need a sign? It's obvious that I have lost my way. Yes. I lost faith somewhere. I will um, see you this evening. Indeed. Maybe when we talk to Miss Chang, she she was a true believer. Maybe she can help us understand what's going on. She comes out of her non-talkative state. <laughs> Listen, rolls. <laughs> She's about to talk. I hear from the place. Zero. Uh, I, don't I, make it. Something, something. I don't hear her. Uh, uh, listen, listen, listen. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's a hard success. Uh, those of you who succeeded, uh, you can hear outside the tent, the wind is starting to pick up. Very good. Well, I'm going to head out and uh, find a, a decent place to pray. Okay. Um, so I will be presumably out in the storm or whatever it is that's coming. 
uh, as you step outside the tent and look around, you can see that yes, the uh, the wind is starting to pick up. Um, the the site is fairly busy. There's a there's a number of you know laborers. There's you know people digging on the hillside over there, and there's people you know. Repairing walls over here, and I mean, it's just a it's a beehive of activity. Uh, you can see off in the distance, Mr. Bazazwain, mm -hmm. in the sky on the far horizon, storm clouds. They are thick, mm -hmm. gray, well in the distance, well onto the horizon. Okay. Thick gray, maybe even slightly purplish storm clouds. Okay. You can see in the clouds an occasional flicker of lightning. The lightning is has a bit of a green tinge to it. Navigate roll. What kind of roll? Navigation. Navigate. Navigate. All right. Uh, that is a hard success on navigate. Uh, the storm is to the, your northeast. Okay. <clears throat> and it occurs to you that if you are indeed in Nalanda, as you consider your Indian geography, that you are to the southwest of Pimaco, where you were previously. Sorry, the storms uh, are storm coming. over Pimaco. Well, very good. Um, so sometime later this evening over dinner or whatever, I will certainly share that. Well, before we get there, I yeah. think this is a good place to end it for the evening. Right.